from the hosts that brought you to Coding Westworld and Westworld the Recapables comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 in the Prestige TV podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I am joined today by second-time guest, Aaron Foster. Hi, Aaron. Back by popular demand or just by an open slot? Uh, by demand. Just, okay, great. You know, yeah, I mean, certainly demand for me. I was really excited about it. Oh. I have been bugging your assistant, so I'm delighted you're here. Thanks yeah, Mo- to Montana Montana's for always, setting it up. She's always fending off all the requests. <laughs> You are busy. Don't pretend you're not. Um, Aaron, we've got two bachelorettes. We do. And lots of questions mm-hmm. about how this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Don't ask Jesse Palmer for answers. He clearly doesn't have any. I mean, it's like, I wonder why they don't try to make that role a little bit more spicy. Like, it's just, it's such a nothing role. What is the point of even having someone in that role? It's a really good question. I I don't know. I thought that like, maybe with him in that spot, they would have him be a little bit more of like a sort of like fatherly presence the way that Chris Harrison was towards the end of his tenure. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of a waste. I'm like obsessed with Jesse, but as I think about it, I'm not really sure why. How do you feel about him? I feel nothing about him, honestly. I mean, (laughs) he's handsome. He seems nice. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of, he ends up kind of looking like a lot of the guys. So I think it's a little confusing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he, he, he hasn't left a mark for you. He no, he doesn't really do anything for me. If they fired him tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, okay, who's next? You know, 
but I, I don't. don't think but, I, but you know what? I don't dislike him, which for me is important. You know? Yeah, I de- definitely agree. I think I like the fact that he's like a host. I also find it funny that he's like, I have no idea what's going on. Maybe I'm just like drinking the Kool-Aid, but I kind of believe it. I no, feel I like definitely, he has no idea. Whenever they come to him, they're like, what do we do? This thing's happened. He's like, uh, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, it's up, it's up to you. It's yeah. your journey. He doesn't really have any input, but, um, I guess it's just a kind of a filler role and, and he's likable. And so, and honestly, like if we're being real, they probably just wanted someone not offensive, uh, yes. not going to say anything wrong, not going to get canceled or get in trouble. And, um, he's riding that vanilla boat that they want him to be on. Yeah, it's it's definitely vanilla. I mean, I know why I'm obsessed with him. It's because I interviewed him over Google Hangouts, and he has the most beautiful eyes. I, was I mention say, it basically every opportunity I get. Like, did you guys, I'll never forget his green eyes. Did you guys have chemistry? No, did, I think he's chemistry with everyone. He did mm-hmm. like that. You know, he's a football guy, and I I follow sports pretty closely, so I was able to talk to him about that. sports and not just The Bachelor. So he liked that. But that's not really chemistry. I can tell you from a lifetime of dating, of dating as a woman who likes sports, it does not chemistry make. So yeah, guys don't like really. Well, guys no. don't really care. Although, um, my it's not something they're looking to share. They're just like tolerate this quietly. Thank you. It's kind of like our girl stuff. You know, we want our guys to tolerate it, but we don't really want them to be um, generating it. You know, yeah. although yeah. my husband is like a psychotic sports fan. It's like Mm -hmm. deeply permeates every cell in his being. Um, And I, this last year, decided to embrace uh, basketball season and the Warriors. And I got to say, he really liked it and it meant a lot to him. So that's really nice. Well, the Warriors are pretty hard to hate. Also, Clay Thompson is my favorite basketball player. Isn't he Um, so cute? Yeah, I've been obsessed with him for a really long time. There was a rumor when he was in college that um, he was on an allowance because he got busted for having weed and like his parents <laughs> put on an, an allowance afterwards. I don't think that's true, but I just thought it was so funny that I became obsessed with him. Um, and now he's really good at basketball, so I feel very vindicated. so you you were you invested early before yeah. he was a thing. Well, yes. the, the moment last year, and people who are listening to this to listen to The Bachelor definitely do not want to hear us talk about sports, but. Last year when Clay got injured and he like walked off the court with a torn ACL and then you watched yeah. him in the tunnel be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going back out there. And he went back out there. I literally like looked to my husband and I was like, I'll leave you for him right now. I am in <laughs> love with him. Me and my sister, Sarah and our girlfriend, Jen Meyer, we were all like, we have romantic feelings for this person. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's the best. I love him. I don't, we can move on in a second, but I just want to say he would be a great like bachelor guest like or, on a date or whatever because also he has a boat and i think like my ideal bachelor date would be clay thompson like driving around the couple for around san, the san francisco bay because he's like really into his boat and boat life you know what i feel like they don't, they don't use boats enough on the bachelor maybe like the sound well, is difficult it's coming up they're going to a cruise ship when they go to europe so. i saw that i saw that so it's, let's i it's mean coming. oh you know what sorry. sorry last time i like interviewed you so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna die free i I know it's hard. When you're used to hosting, you just feel really like out of sorts when you're not driving the pod. So I it's know. fine. Just, we, it's okay. Just I'm gonna, whatever, whatever feels good. I'll release control. <laughs> it's okay. So how are you feeling about two bachelorettes so far? It's just like, I need to know everyone's take. Everyone I discussed the bachelorette with, I'm like, what do you think about having two gals? So I've had, um, when I first watched the first episode, uh, the first half of it was really boring, I thought. Um, and I like all the introductions was just too many, too many guys. I was getting, it was just like, I was lost. 
and um, the girls weren't like giving strong takes on anything. By the second episode, I'm now really, really into the idea. I'm, I'm scared about it because you can see how quickly this is going to spiral out of control. Yeah, it's gonna and go it's bad. It's like a fucked up science experiment or like social experiment. Watching two women who genuinely like each other and are like nice girls and supportive of each other, um, like be forced to be turned on each other for guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, and the sucks. way that they're like clearly going to start analyzing themselves and comparing themselves to each other. It's like every girl's nightmare is a guy looking at them and being like, I like your friend. It's really scary. I'm like, I have like anxiety watching it. Just like how it would make me feel if a guy was like, let me be clear. I'm not here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When, when Michael Buble said that to Rachel, uh, the beginning of their date, I just start Jason. I just call him Michael Buble. Oh, I was like, wait, Michael Buble is on the show. Okay. Uh, Oh, Oh, the race car driver. (laughs) No, the no. one who said to her, I'm here for Gabby at the, like the very, or sorry. Yeah. He said to Rachel, I'm here for Gabby. Come in, on. He looks like Michael Buble. I know that Michael Buble very famously sang one of your dad's songs. So it's probably weird for me to say that. But yeah, it's really weird for I you love- to talk about my close personal friends on this podcast. Um, I happen to love that song just for the record. I like um, the Blake Shelton version too. Yeah. I love that song too. Um, yeah. I thought that guy is actually really cute. And I felt like he was really overlooked on that date. Um, when he said that, I felt the pain of Rachel being like, fuck, this guy's really cute. And then I was kind of hoping he would, he would get the rose. Cause he seemed like a vibe. I think he's going to go far. I think he's a sleeper. I, I, we've gotten a lot of shots of him. Maybe it's cause he's cute, but I think, I think he's going far because mm-hmm. he, we see him and he at least gets to leave LA. We see him in some other places, but it feels um, like, um, maybe Gabby is getting more attention from the guys this season. Right. I can't tell. I discussed this with my my co-host on Mondays, Callie. Please don't I, talk about your other co-hosts when I'm on the pod. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Erin. I I just I just don't tell you I'm not here for you. I'm here for Never Callie. Never do um, that again. <laughs> I can't tell who's getting more attention. I'm really biased pro Gabby. Like I'm just like I'm a Gabby gal. Well, listen, we've talked about this. There's not been a lot of girls that have a good sense of humor on this show. And I love that there's a girl who's like properly funny. Like she is like dry, sarcastic and like genuinely funny. Like she would do stand up and like do a great job. She's like funny and, and just like weird and quirky. And I'm just into her whole vibe. Um, and I think she's so beautiful and she has such a rock and bod. And I was a little bummed. I mean, listen, it's so, I so get how it happens, but I feel like, before the show, everyone gets like fresh injections, you know, or like yeah. new injections that they've never had before. And I really missed like last her, season, Gabby. Her previous face. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I feel really mixed about it. It obviously comes up a lot with reality TV, especially if you watch Housewives, really yeah. all the, Bra- the, the Bravo world freshening yeah. up is constant. Well, one is that things look different on TV than they do in real life. So in real mm-hmm. life, maybe you think that it looks good and natural and then like you know, harsh lighting and a camera can really bring attention. Not kind of, not kind of cosmetic enhancements. And then I also think, um, I would, I would go as far as to say, I know that 
The same amount of injections can look really different on every single person. So mm. someone can do a, like a little zhuzh and it looks just like brightens up their face and it looks ni- nice and natural. Then someone else can do it and it looks like really fake and really weird on them because all of our faces are so different and people have different thicknesses to their skin and like you can handle different amounts. You can see when girls get lip injections and it looks so weird and so like misshapen. And then other times where you're like, that looks great. If it, if I yeah. if I knew it was going to look like that, then maybe I would try it. So I think sometimes it sucks for girls who don't realize they're doing like a little amount or the same as everyone else and it just looks weirder on them. Also, I have to assume Gabby hasn't had this type type of television exposure before, at least not that I'm aware of. Definitely so to not. your point, she probably didn't know like what was going to look good on camera and what's not going to. Absolutely. Um, but aren't these girls really young? How old are they? Uh, Gabby's 31 and Rachel's 26. So 26, you don't need any injections. That's for sure. And 31. I don't think she got any. Yeah, I honestly, she looks pretty normal. Yeah. And I just think Gabby looks so smooth to me. It looks like she's been like retouched, but she's, know. you know, it's not not a photo. But I but, get it. It's like you're going on TV as a bachelorette and people say like, oh, I'll zhuzh you up. And you just say, yes, I get it. I mean, I think she's really hot. Like, as you said, very hot bod. And mm-hmm. they're both they're both beautiful girls. Like there's there's no doubt about it. I like seeing that they genuinely like each other. Like they seem like really caring about uh-huh. each other. And so, like, that to me is, like, actually a benefit of this. But, you know, I feel like I'm just, like, actively pushing away the hurt that will also obviously come. But I just feel like they're both handling it really well so far. Like, what Rachel is, like, you know, we've seen a bunch of guys, but, like, I'm here for Gabby. And she's she's taken it pretty well. I don't think I would take it that well. So I, mean, I can confirm. Her. I can confirm I would not take it that well. And I think she, I agree with you. I think she, listen, I was looking at their friendship and how excited they were to be doing this together and how on the same page they were and how happy they were for each other. And the moment when Rachel said she was like feeling one of those guys and, or maybe Gabby, Logan. Yeah. Maybe Logan. G- it was Rachel. Okay. Rachel said it and Gabby's like heart sank, but instead of saying anything, you know, it's so easy for that competitive thing to get ignited in you as a girl. And when she's like, we kissed Gabby could have been like, Oh, that's so cute. We kissed too. <laughs> And be like bitchy because it's like so hard. It's human nature to like defend all of a sudden the thing that you're excited about. And instead she just like swallowed it and was like, that's really exciting. I'm so happy for you. And that is like, I agree with you. Really nice for women watching to be reminded that you can, you know, not maul your best friend over a guy that you met 12 hours ago. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Also, I'm pretty positive that guy Logan is going to be a true fuck boy. He just seems got he's got villain vibes. The yeah. way he's talking to Rachel, he's clearly so full of shit. I I don't like him. I, I agree. I'm watching him closely. He's and he was playing. News. He was playing both sides. And then the guy that Gabby gave the rose to. What's his name? Um, Gabby gave her rose to Johnny. Yeah, I'm like not understanding what these girls are seeing in him. They both think he's cute, and I'm like not seeing it. I think there's a type of person who, well, obviously, you know, personality and presence accounts for a lot, but I think there's a type of like attractive person who is like looks above average on TV, but must look super above average in real life, especially when it comes to reality shows. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, very often I'm like, really that guy? Yeah. But th- then you see him up close. And you're like, Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. Um, I get it. Uh, yeah. And I was really, I was really kind of happy that well, Rachel's being really vulnerable and really real and honest. And I really respect that, that she's like, I'm scared. Nobody likes me here. And I don't really know where I stand. And so I think both of them are not being like pageanty about it. You know, they're being kind of real. And I do think that Rachel is a much more like, um, 
wholesome, sweet, kind of good girl. She, yeah, she's very earnest. And she is very she's earnest. Like, she's like younger. She seems like maybe she hasn't had her heart broken as much as Gabby, who's like hardened by life. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. She's like not like jaded and cynical yet, which is a beautiful yeah. thing to watch. I know. Hold on to it, Rachel. We, we want you to hold on to it as long as possible. They'll probably be gone by the end of the season. Yeah, seriously. I just, I have like a lot more to say about Rachel. So please indulge me as we go down the Rachel path. And I have some Give questions it to me. for you too. Give it to me. Um, To that point about her earnestness, what was your take on how she reacted to race car guy that she ended up sending home, whose name I believe is Jordan? She was like freaking out that she wasn't into him. And she was like really worried that she's not deserving of being the bachelorette. And we see her talking to her producer and she's like, I don't know what to do. I was just like, do you think we missed something? Like, why did she have such a strong reaction? It definitely felt uh, dramatic to me. Um, I mean, I, I'm not like a big fan of girls crying like all the time for the same, like <laughs> the same severity, no matter what the situation is. You know, I mean, obviously this guy wasn't like invested at this point. It's the first date ever. So I think he was fine. Um, so I didn't think it needed to be so dramatic. But that being said, I do understand this feeling of like the pressure to be what you think the bachelorette is, where you're mm-hmm. supposed to pick the right person for your first one-on-one, get people invested in a relationship. And she feels like she may have picked wrong or like, you know how it is in relationships yeah. when there's a nice guy, take a reality show out of it. Just in real life, you go out with a nice guy that's into you that checks all the boxes and you don't feel what you thought you would feel or what you think you should feel. And you feel you you feel like you have failed, right? Like what did yeah, I do like wrong? You're Why? the problem. Exactly. Why don't I like this guy? And I'm thinking about the guy that, Gabby likes, you know, it's like such a, a mind fuck. And so I can understand her just feeling a lot of pressure, especially after she was thinking she's not really getting a lot of attention and maybe thinking like, maybe I'm not great at this, which I think is a, yeah. a great layer to have in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, reminds me of the Ben Higgins narrative. They're just like, can Ben be loved? And of course Ben can be loved, but yeah, I'm sure Rachel so will find love too. I think Ben seems happy. He's so cute. Who's he with? Ben. Uh, her name is Jess and she seems very nice as well. They met via Instagram. Oh, now they're married. The show. Not from the show. No, no. Now they're married. So he was always Instagram. Very, very cute. Uh, love Ben. Um, anyway, another piece of that Rachel date that my friend Sarah mentioned to me. Okay. Not, not your, not your sister. My one. sister's um, been texting you about the bachelorette. That would be wild. Don't you think? Yeah, um, considering she's she never pro- watched it, but say I wasn't aware of that. But anyway, um, Rachel unilaterally sends him home. Do you mm-hmm. think there's a different, like, what are the rules? Like, do you think she decided that on the fly? Do you think that she and Gabby decided that Jordan, the drag car racer is only for Rachel? Like, why was she able to do that? Um, very I was confusing. Con- yeah. I was confused when she decided to send him home. I was like, wait, so Gabby doesn't get to decide if she wants him there either. I don't, I, know. I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't think they know how it works either. I agree. I and think there's so, no rules. I feel like I could imagine Gabby being like, sorry, what you sent that guy home. Like I was feeling that guy and now he left and you made an executive decision on that. No, You know, <laughs> Gabby must have said like, yeah, I'm not interested. Go for it. I feel like he seemed maybe too short for Gabby. Yeah. I honestly, he just, he just felt too innocent. He just had, he was lacking yeah. an edge. And by the way, maybe if she got to know him better, he would have that edge. Um, but I always, I I also think it's really kind of funny that I think it's really funny when people, um, build up this like really emotional moment to tell you that their parents got divorced. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like, by the way, I'm a kid of like 15 divorces. Okay. They can absolutely <laughs> be traumatic, but they're really common. And yeah. so whenever somebody like gets really emotional and like the punchline is my parents got divorced, I'm just like, do you think that's unique? I mean, all of our parents are divorced. He must have been told to say that because I had the exact same thought. And then I was like, and my parents are still together. So I'm like, what do I know? But I was just like, did someone tell him to play that up? So like there was like, is it that nothing else interesting about him and like nothing else to discuss? Because yeah. he didn't really seem like he could he could move the conversation anywhere. I think he just seemed yeah. really probably boring in the end. Yeah. I, I honestly felt bad for him though when she left him waiting and he was just sitting there like not knowing what to do. Um, oh cause God. you know, like well, she asked him on the date and he's, he's on the date that she asked him to be on and he's just sitting there like, you know, know. probably assuming no. he's about to get dumped. And it was sad watching him there. They should get a phone for times like those. Like you can't be on your phone all the time, but like in the 10 minutes when the lead has left you by yourself and there's nothing to do, like they should be given like a, like a Mad Libs or like a game of, of like Sudoku or just I like agree. anything, anything to, to pass the time or I always like think that. about, I always think about like when we used to go out to dinner on a date or with a friend and they'd go to the bathroom and like, there's a line of the bathrooms. So they're gone for like 10 minutes. What did we used to do if we weren't looking at our phones? Like we would just like look around the room and take it all in and like think now it's like so embarrassing. When, how old are you when you got your first phone? Um, I was 17, 16 or 17. And I was like, I think a senior and it was like a no- the Nokia that yeah, had the snake, snake. The brick with the snake. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I was just going to say, like, I've been playing snake. I, I remember playing snake in high school. Like I got my first phone when I was 13. So I had almost no alone time. You know? right. like, oh yeah. I'm- you didn't have that. But, but, but here's the thing. There were so many generations until you were like at Blackberry messenger where you could like mm-hmm. constantly be on it and you weren't and, and Instagram didn't come around and that was like the real kicker, you know, where you really feel like you yeah. have to stare at your phone all day long. Um, didn't come till so much later. So I don't know. I wish, I wish BBM still existed because I know that sharing was... your pin, sharing your pin was like pretty pretty big. Like, oh, you want to swap pins so we can BBM? That's big deal. <laughs> it really was. I know people were. It's weird when things get discontinued and like phased out that unanimous unanimously everyone loves. Unanimously, I, my yeah. BlackBerry Curve, my 2009 BlackBerry, the like silver one that was like not really for. It was the first time it was like not really. For, for work. And it was mm-hmm. just sort of like a fun phone. That was the best phone I ever had. I remember I broke it one New Year's Eve and I was devastated. It was just like such a great phone. I miss BBM. Great way to communicate. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jordan deserved some phone time in that moment. But I agree. Something, a game. I know. I he know. seemed he seemed sweet. I felt bad for him. Yeah, seriously. Um, who are some of the other guys that have caught your attention? Like who who are you? You know, you can just describe them. I will probably disgustingly know their names. So yeah, just, you know, I don't feel, know their names. Free, so freestyle. The guy that Gabby went out with, with the earring. Nate. Yes. Nate. Um, well, I was surprised at first that like she was feeling him. But then when I saw him on the date, I was like, I really thought he had this very cool vibe and he feels very mature and very deep. And I, and it almost felt like he wasn't showing it enough on the date. Like he was being really lovable and likable in the interviews. And then when he was with her, he was just kind of like goofy. But I was just dying when he like opened up about his daughter because it was so, so sweet. sweet and so beautiful. And then it cuts to Gabby and she's like, as soon as he said it, I was like, I don't want to be a mom. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was your first thought. I I think she said, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mom. Yes. And which is, you know, it, it, interpreted however you will. But 
That's why Gabby's great. She can't like, she has no filter. She just says what she's thinking. Like Rachel would be like, it's so sweet how much he loves his daughter. And like, I could totally see myself as his daughter's mom. Like she, you know, she would just play along with it. But Gabby's like, I don't know if I'm ready for kids. I know, but it confused (laughs) me because she started crying. So I'm like, this is confusing. Like if you're crying, then you're really moved by it, which, you know, she should be. But then off camera, she's like, oh, he said it. And I like freaked out. And so it was not, it was like mismatched to me. I think she's conflicted about motherhood because of her own relationship with her mom, which candidly, I don't completely remember, except for the fact that she's like not really in the picture. I don't really remember the details of it either, but, um, but that makes sense. And that's sad that she's going to have to like, I mean, I love that they're opening up and and admitting things like this. I do feel like the show has gotten a little bit more real in the last couple of years and, um, people are being a little bit more themselves and a little bit more open. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. So I, I did a, I did a Instagram snoop on Nate. It's not really a snoop when you go on the bachelorette, it's just, yeah. you know, due diligence really. Um, Nate does not have a lot of pictures. His first photo is from 2018 <gasps> and he has none of his daughter. And those that he does have are like pretty artsy. They're like travel photography. Oh my and, God. Like, just like some like serious stuff. So, so like basically think- the dream Instagram when you stalk a guy. Yes. I am positive it was not always this way. I think that Nate curated it. And right. I support that. Like, protect your daughter and present your best self if you're going on TV. Like, I, this is the behavior I'd like to see. A, a man who's, like, savvy about how he's presenting himself. So I agree. I thought that was a plus. I was like, more people should do this. Like, get rid of your problematic Instagrams or, or just, you know... If he wants to protect his daughter, great. I'm not accusing him of having anything problematic, but like more people should do that. The problem is, is that a lot of guys, especially guys who are going The Bachelor, um, they don't realize that having like cheesy selfies um, is so gross on Instagram. So they don't know to hide <laughs> it. They don't know to, that there's they, they should be hiding it because they think that they're like showing their best side. But it's just it's just devastating to see how many men are comfortable um, living that like cheesy selfie life. I know. Do you do you feel you judge women as much as men for the cheesy selfie life? Listen, women are like 
expected to and assumed to have more vanity than men, right? Mm-hmm. So I do think that there's a like more leniency for women who are being really vain and like um, superficial than mm-hmm. there are about men. Like you kind of want a guy to be above that. Yeah. Um, and so when they're not, it's like mm, not cute. Um, but don't be don't don't be confused. I judge women also. Okay, good. Just mm-hmm. just to be clear. Yeah. I mean, that's the basis of this podcast and the entire Bachelor uh, franchise. Okay, so great. I'm glad we're on the same page yeah, about, no, we are. about that one. Um, also, Nate is friends with Pilot Pete. And oh, I didn't know that. Dustin from Hannah Season. Dustin and Pilot Pete are currently roommates in New York. Okay. So he definitely got some tips on like how to present himself from his yeah. friends. But again... I like it. I don't hate that. Like it's that's great. No, I I like him. I think and it seems like from the scenes for the future, he's around for a while and I like that. Yeah. And it seems like he goes out with both of them too. So mm, I like I, this. It's gonna get really dicey. Yeah. How did you feel about Mario who got um the first impression rose from Gabby go like getting some time with Rachel and kind of like them hanging out? Like what do you think? If you were going on this show, like, how would you approach it? Like, would you just like want to divvy them up? Would you be like, do you call dibs? Like, I don't even, I don't even know what's right. I don't know what I would do. First of all, I felt nothing for Mario. And I was really surprised he got a first impression rose because he didn't leave a great first impression. No. I would say I wouldn't, I don't feel nothing. I feel anti. I'm just like, no thanks. He seems too cheesy. Yeah. He's just like not doing anything and I don't see him ending up with them. And so I don't, I was bummed that that was a first impression rose that went out. Um, but I felt kind of like Gabby, it was Gabby who gave it to him, right? Yeah. I felt like she kind of like didn't know who else to give it to because she wasn't Agreed. really like that impressed with anybody. And so she just picked a nice person, which I can appreciate that. Um, the part where she saw him, she saw him like dipping Rachel or something, right? Or like doing yeah. a workout. Yeah. Um, I mean, Listen, these guys are in in a tough position because (laughs) you want to like weigh your options. Who likes me more? So who do I have like, you know, a better, who's a better option for me? Who am I getting more attention from? And then also, you know, who do I like more? And you can't like, you kind of have to decide really quick and early before you get to know them. Because if you play the both sides, these girls are not going to be down for that. So I don't think he like did anything terrible, but I think it's not like a smart long play. Like you, you should probably pick one person and like focus on them and stick to it. I know, but you just, you just don't know what's going to evolve. Like the hardest part about the two bachelorettes is like getting the opportunity to like explore connection as they say, you know, mm-hmm. like if you, you know, see I'll- Gabby already exploring it, if you're Rachel, you go after it. I just, I honestly don't know what the answer is. It's like, it's really not a perfect scenario. I had thought before the show aired the season that maybe they would each have their own group of guys. Yeah. And that maybe like if one girl was like, I'm not feeling this one anymore, then like they would have an opportunity for the other girl to save them or something like right. for herself. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that there wouldn't be so much confusion. Um, but that's not how it is. So um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's definitely not. I will um, say that even though it's good to have a villain, I was really happy that the guy Eric got sent home. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Eric. The one who got sent home, yes. Um, because he was such a bad vibe, and I really thought it was funny that the guys told him he was condescending, and then the girls told him he was oh. condescending. And I'm like, bro, you might want to like listen to the feedback because you're clearly condescending. That was another reason why Nate was so great when he was talking about how you know trying to like control their sex sex lives is uh-huh. a you know manipulation. I really liked everything. his like feminist rant. I was very me into too. That. 
I, I loved it. I mean, I keep talking about this, but it's very hard for me to like divorce the show from the moment we're living in right now. So like, I feel more anger towards some of these situations than maybe I would have two years ago or whatever. So I mean, that's I was, fair. The world is slowly falling, actually quickly falling apart. Yeah. So, you know, I thank you so much, Nate. Nate's clear, clearly a keeper. Um, yeah, I really liked lines, it. Although, although I kind of want him to like redo the like, the like swish side part hair. side hair thing yeah i'm just feel like we could you know simplify it it's like distracting to me <laughs> to see it like always to one side you know one thing this show has really done for me is normalize male jewelry because when you were like nate with the earring like i uh, like the earring would have really stuck out to me but i just kind of like breezed right past it and the previous nate from michelle season he also had like a dangly earring that uh-huh, I don't remember really him. like caught my eye a lot, but <laughs> now I just like I'm used to it. I'm like, okay, ma- male male jewelry, sure, okay, I accept. Yeah. I, I don't accept in real life, but I accept on the show, I guess. He's so. really uh, peacocking with like the side part and the earring, that combo. Nate, Nate knows that he has it. He's also, as I mentioned previously, an electrical engineer. He seems like a, like a very sweet father. I mm-hmm. mean, Nate's Nate is like definitely great on paper, and so far seems great. Uh, and as a human too. So we'll, we'll see. Um, let's talk about the speedos. It's been a very controversial aspect of this week. Many people just really infuriated that they had them wear speedos. What was um, your reaction? Why are people, why is it controversial? Cause it's like, you know, if they, if they, while well, women wear bikinis a lot, if they had them wear something like even more scantily clad or more skimpy, it would be like, people would be freaking out over asking women to do that. Right. I mean, listen, I think that there are socially acceptable things to ask people to do in real life. And then there's socially acceptable things to ask someone who agreed to be on the show and signed like a 45 page contract and like probably took Polaroids of themselves naked to get the job. So I think like we're not watching real life here, right? You go on the show and you know that your body is a part of it and that you're going to be asked to do embarrassing things. And they're always going to find a way to get you guys, you know, in a jacuzzi together. So, I mean, yeah, it's like silly, but are we going to like suddenly pretend like this show has to be sort of like the best uh, that America has to offer in terms of values? (laughs) I mean, no, like the girls want to, you know, analyze their, their abs and probably how big the bulge is in their speedo. Yeah, of course. It's just I just don't think it's an attractive way to like interface with a man. I mean, unless, I mean, like, nothing about a man in a speedo turns me on or does anything for me. So that I agree with you. That is like not cute. Um, so I guess I would say I'm offended by it just because I think it's like you know unattractive. To, yeah, gross to see guys like in weird speedos. Gabby was excited about it though. So I guess you know, and so so was Rachel. I think it's funny when girls are like are like guys have much more of a like a. Um, physical, visual thing that they love to see, you know? But mm-hmm. I typically think that guys' attractiveness is really much more of like a vibe. It's confidence. It's like a feeling. Sure. It's how they carry themselves. It's how they talk to you. And so I always find it really surprising when women are like excited to see a guy. Take like, it off. Yeah, like show us those pecs. <laughs> I'm like, you could see a guy making terrible conversation. And she's like, I was just distracted by his pecs. And I'm like, who cares about pecs when a guy is like <laughs> speaking gibberish? <laughs> you know, I, I come, I completely agree with you. Um, I, yeah, I don't think like, I would never want to go to like Chippendales in Vegas, like in like the magic Mike live show. I actually, like, eh. I actually think that sounds fun, but only cause it's funny and like, and like yeah. ironic. It's not because you're sure. like, I got to go upstairs. I'm so turned on. 
Agreed. I I just also hate Vegas, so I'm like, no thanks. Mm. But I could see what you're saying. Like it's like a fun trip. But yeah, it's not like a, like a like a hot thing and like a you know a stripper at a bachelorette party is also like a funny thing to do, but like not like actually hot. I'm um, honestly I'm shocked that they can recover with these guys after their embarrassing entrances. <laughs> like that would be enough for me to be like, please don't come in the house. I can't with the, like the weird line you just pulled. It's just so like you just I, to me you don't want to see a guy like being like so try hard. You want to see a guy yeah. just kind of like, I don't know, like be a little more in the moment. Yeah. Like be a little more effortless. Yeah. Well, if you're going agreeing to go on the show, you obviously have a threshold for that or a high tolerance, but True. Um, I think we were pointed about like the attractiveness being and how so many different things that's like related to their presence. I feel like we really see it with how the guys talk to them, like, you know, what they talk about, how engaged they are, how they make them feel. Like, that's what Logan has going with him for him so far, mm-hmm. that, you know, both Rachel and Gabby like him, is that though I think he seems like he's full of shit on TV, in the moment when he's like, you're so brave for continuing this journey, <laughs> and Rachel's like, thank you, that means so much to me. And then he's it's like, because- I'll be right back, Gabby. You're also so brave for being here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy just planned a few lines and it worked really well. Yeah. But they obviously like, you know, you probably must get worn down from these guys being really disingenuous and having no connection. So when someone shows like what seems like genuine interest, it must be just, you know, you're like addicted to it. You just want to take more and more shots of that. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the the guys are surprised me in, in episode two. I felt like they, um, I don't know. They had more, like interesting personalities than I was expecting from them. They, you know, there's more than meets the eye. Yes, definitely agree. Um, one thing we've been talking a lot about is Rachel's style. And one of my mm. coworkers pointed out to me that perhaps I'm projecting my own like discomfort with Rachel's look onto her. Rachel apparently told the stylist that she was going for a mother of the bride. Vibe. <laughs> She's there was an interview <laughs> in entertainment weekly with the stylist, Carrie Fetman, who said that's what Rachel said. She Wait, wanted. that's she actually said that. Apparently, yes. Wait, why would she ever want to look like the mother of a bride? I have no idea. Um, especially because she does now look very matronly. Uh, yeah. I find it super weird. Because Gabby, <laughs> Gabby has like cute style. Like Gabby was yeah. wearing like last season, like plaid sweater with like a mini skirt and like had like was leaning into like the 90s aesthetic. And I felt I feel like she has like cute 90s style. Um, and Rachel definitely has kind of dowdy style. Yeah. You know? And so <laughs> um, apparently what Rachel said is her go-to style is mother of the bride. Um, <laughs> Crazy. And she doesn't necessarily want to look that way, but it's what she feels like she picks. And then Carrie, the stylist, is like, okay, let's try to do that, but 10 years younger. And someone sent me a DM that I thought was a really good note, that it feels like with Rachel's style, they don't know how to make her look hot if it doesn't involve showing her boobs. Mm. And she doesn't have a lot of cleavage. I thought she looked really good. I mean, that she might, but she's not showing it. Um, I thought she looked really good at the rose ceremony in that black dress. It had like kind of like a, like a V towards her, wa- her natural waist. But I'm just sort of curious, like, you know, you work in fashion. Like, what should Rachel be wearing? And like, how sh- could she look, you know? Mother of the bride, 10 years younger, but actually, but less dowdy. You know, I was really confused by the choice of the red dress she wore on her one-on-one because it didn't fit. It did not fit her. It was just, it didn't fit her properly. It was like digging into the sides and like pushing her boobs down. And it was like really high and it was like, it didn't fit. Right. So it wasn't flattering because it didn't fit her. And when you have big boobs, it is hard 
to dress for your body without really like putting your tits out. So to me, I feel like Rachel could have a much like chicer kind of monotone, cool, like mm. subtle vibe because she can look like like wearing some of she kind of leans towards like the ice skater dresses, you know, like very prommy. And I feel mm-hmm. like she would be really cool because she's curvy and she has a beautiful face and she's got great hair. I feel like she could really wear like um, like high-waisted, like cool trousers that like cinch in at the waist with like a, you know, white and like an oversized man shirt. Like I feel like that mm. would be a really cool look on her. Um, and so I wish she would lean into that a little more. But listen, it's really hard to dress when you have like a big chest and you don't know if you should hide it or you should accentuate it because i'm sure if she accentuated it we would be like girl chill what are you doing they're all they're really out there i i don't know i just feel like i'm so desensitized to that look because it's what all of the real housewives do Uh that i would just be like okay yeah that seems about right but i just feel like they also to your point about like making her look more sleek she wore a lot of like one shoulder dresses last season and like she could wear like halters too Mm -hmm. she could they could just be doing more i think like with like a like a if she's comfortable with it like a more like form fitting dress that's like has like a, like a higher neck or mm-hmm. whatever like a sleeveless turtleneck it, listen, dress it's or probably like that. it's probably hard too because Gabby has such a like easy body to wear clothes in you know clearly yeah. she's she just seems like she's like naturally very like lean and toned and like it's yeah. probably really easy for her to look cute in a dress and it's like I was thinking about it watching like how hard it is for for women and we're like have such a shitty relationship with our bodies and then to have a like a dueling bachelorette that doesn't have that problem of having to like figure out how to like fit your you know big boobs into a dress it's got to just feel like i would feel so self-conscious i'd be so stressed about that feeling because you're like what if she looks better than i look or you know even though rachel's really beautiful and she has a great body i've harped a lot on like how bad her style is but it's like not her fault and i'm just like if she thinks she looks good, I feel bad that I'm like, she looks shitty. But at the same time, I I think you're right. Like, there's just such like a complex. I, I mean, I think so many people, particularly women, have such a complex relationship with their body and how they dress. But then having to like be stacked up against someone else and then watching yourself back, it must be oh, really excruciating. Really and like, yeah, listen, guys also are really, you know, particular about what they like and what they don't like. And so all of a sudden, you know, a handful of guys are saying, oh, I'm here for the other girl and you're on camera in front of a billion people and you're like, kill me right now that I have to deal with this and like feel awkward in my body. By the way, maybe she doesn't feel awkward in her body. Yeah, maybe she loves how she looks. And if so, I'm really happy for her. I just think that like she could, they could, they could improve her style. I also, as I've been watching, I just feel like they look, they're, the, the gulf between their styles is so huge. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking them for them to be like matchy matchy. I'm not even asking them to be like a girl group, but like, couldn't they just be a little bit more coordinated? Like, for this date, we're going with like J. Crew catalog chic. And for this cocktail party, we are going with like Hervé Leger. Like, I don't know. Like, can't they just like coordinate more? It really bothers me. I have to say that I really like being able to see their personalities in their outfits, though. I like okay. to see the differences. Like, I like to see, like, okay, Rachel's clearly more of, like, a small-town girl, and she hasn't, like, found her style yet, and Gabby's a little bit older, and she's sort of, like, found her cool girl vibe. And so I'm always curious, like, how the guys react to the different vibes that they bring to the table and how, um, you know, how they choose their outfits. It says so much about you as a person, the way that you dress. Sure, yeah. Um, And, I mean, 
do you think we can learn about a lot about you from favorite daughter? I think so. I mean, Sarah and I, you know, both try, we try to make things that we both like, but it doesn't always happen. So there are times where we have fights and Sarah loves something and I'm like, Sarah, that's so cheesy. And I lose out. And then I'm like, okay, well, my name's on it. So I better embrace it. <laughs> uh, and there's this, uh, the vice versa it happens the same way, the opposite. So, you know, we just have to hope that we represent two different kinds of girls and that we're both going to, you know, there's something for each one. They should have had you on for styling them some kind of fashion date. That would have been so fun. It's really rude. They actually didn't ask for us to come back. I mean, not come back. Go be there the first time. Because <laughs> we were replaced by Hillary Duff. So rude. Well, whatever. Was that with Clayton? Yeah, it was with Clayton. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Do you care about Clayton and Susie anymore? No, it's so funny because it's like my whole world is focused on these people when it's on. And then you talk to me six months later. I couldn't even tell you the names of the people that were on the show the previous season. Couldn't tell you. I know. A friend of mine says he just he just drags the folder to trash and moves on. It's, it's literally like, it's gone. <laughs> it's so much. It's, it's very close to how I feel. I really just like forget. Um, I uh, I I just don't really care about them. Are you following any other Bachelor Nation gossip? Like, how much do you keep up with what's going on in the niche? I don't think I follow that deeply. I mean, I follow Amanda Hirsch on Instagram, not skinny but not fat, and I feel like mm-hmm. she kind of keeps be up to date on some of those things. There was recently some kind of like scandalous breakup with someone named Michelle, right? Yes. Michelle, the bachelorette broke up with Nate. Yeah. Nate. See, people seem to think he broke up with her. This week's hot, hot drama is Nick Vial's at the center of it. He was like having a fight with Katie Thurston, the bachelorette last yeah. like two times ago. And then Caitlin Bristow and Blake Horstman both weighed in and Nick's just stirring stuff up. So I like kind all- of like Nick. I don't know why, but I feel like he's, created a different vibe for bachelorette and bachelor stuff. And he like kind of call says it like it is and like cuts through the bullshit and like causes, I don't know. He's like controversial in a way that feels weirdly authentic to him. Yeah. He um, also has created a new niche for himself and like physically as well. He's gotten like so many tattoos in the last year. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. It's a whole, a whole new Nick. I don't know. He's, he's, thr- he's thriving. He's like the Ryan Seacrest of reality TV or something. <laughs> Well, that's a huge compliment. It is a big compliment. Very accomplished gentleman. So it's really, that means a lot. I I know. Well, I I just mean like Ryan's not controversial at all, but, um, but Nick just has found a way to like keep himself at the center of every conversation. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about him on many podcasts recently. So here, here we are. It's all, it's it's all happening for Nick. Um, what other reality shows do you watch at the moment? Um, I am, well, I'm a real Vanderpump fan, but it like it's kind of like I don't know if it's done or if it's coming back in a different form. You know, right? Schwartz and Sandy's just opened. Okay, I was wondering. I saw some post about that had a photo of them, and I didn't like know what it was about. But that seems like a place I should probably go have a meal. Is it? Is in the Franklin Village, I believe, across from the Scientology, uh, like castle. So. I could, I could drive there. Yeah. Okay. Get, let report back. If you go, let me know. You can do a field report on this pod. Okay. Great. What's another? What are the other reality shows I watch? I think I watch other stuff. Southern Charm. Don't watch Southern Charm. That honestly is annoying because not skinny but not fat watches it a lot, and there's like 50 slides of Southern Charm, it's, and it's a real, it's a real like it's my only guilty pleasure. Like I don't feel guilty about watching reality TV. First of all, it's part of my job, and second of all, it's just entertainment. Yeah. Um. But this I feel guilty about because the people are like so horrible. Like there's just a lot of them are like indefensible, but I also like love it. I look forward to watching it every mm-hmm. time. My so, little sister is in 
uh, England right now. And she sent me a clip from a TV show she's watching over there where um, like a girl is on the stage and then all these like guys are around in a half circle in front of her and, and like a gate comes up in front of them or like a shade and mm-hmm. it shows them full frontal. Like it just shows full. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard about this show, but I have, I forget the name of it. She like chooses who to go out with based on his penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> so that's a show I, re- think I could watch. They go for it in the UK. Do you watch love Island? It's a no, huge commitment. I feel like I'm like disappointing you. I can't. I, there's, Montana was just telling me how good it is and that I should watch it. And oh, I'm into Love is Blind. It's over now, but but I liked it. Great, um, Great show. Yeah, Selling Sunset. I watched Selling Sunset. Selling the OC is coming at the end of August. I'm really excited. Ooh. Jason Oppenheim was my realtor seven years ago. Wow. Did he do a good job? Yeah. I bought my um, townhouse with him and okay. he got it for me. I will say that I am like devastated that the fashion world has decided to take uh, Christine seriously and bring her into the world. <laughs> I'm very confused by that. The New York Times profile she got was really weird. Like, did she, does she does like she, have an affair with someone who like runs? Yeah. Like, it's really weird. Fucking I, Hollywood. Me, I'm so confused as to how she's me getting too. this. I me mean, too. Like, it's sort of like not fair. She's actually not a nice person. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like really bizarre to reward people for being like horrendous on reality TV. I don't get that. I agree. But also she doesn't have good style. She has like the tackiest style ever. So tacky. How is she at the front row? So tacky. To me, that's just like evidence that the fashion world is so panicked to be relevant and to like hook on to whatever is culturally relevant. And that's reality TV. And so they think like, okay, I guess we have to have her in the front row. And I'm like thinking... If I'm Anna Wintour and I'm seeing Christine Quinn, two seats for me, I'm like offended. Does she even know who that is? I hope for her sake she doesn't. I don't know. But I, you just, I mean, I don't know. It kind of like kills the whole, um, the like the elitism, honestly. Yeah, of it. exactly. Or, it's so the exclusiveness it's be, of it. Yes. It's supposed to be so exclusive and so aspirational. And you're supposed to have to like earn your place to be invited to a fashion show, you know, like you show you have great style, you're really relevant. You're like, you add some like cool flair to it. And I'm just or you're like, doing something like new and different, or you're innovating, or you're representing a point of view or a group of people like hasn't had access to fashion before. And Christine is none of that. It's like, no. like, <laughs> so I honestly, bizarre. I really love like a, the Emma Chamberlain's of the world being brought into fashion. Cause she has really cute style. She's like, funky and like real and young and like funny at the, when she interviews people at the Met and like her whole vibe is like cute and it totally makes sense and it helps fashion kind of like stay at the forefront of pop culture. Um, but Christine, I don't get that one. I know. Just give me Zendaya and a Valentino dress yeah. every day of the week instead. Yes. I just don't I like, don't- I don't like people being rewarded for such awful behavior. Also, she's done that. She doesn't have, as far as I know, she doesn't have a point of view. She doesn't like, yeah. As you said, she's just really tacky. I, not not here for it. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had fun the second time. You know, sec- second date magic is, is hard to capture because especially if the first is like pretty good. So, you know, I I hope you'll accept my rose. Uh, I will accept your rose. I'm here for the right reasons. And <laughs> I want to come home and meet your family. <laughs> uh, thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Thank you to Montana from Aaron's team for coordinating this and making it happen. And Callie and I will be back on Monday night. Thank you so much for listening.